So I was on set last night and I learned a super valuable and important lesson, which is that you should not handle dry concrete without gloves. That's right. I, well, you say that like you knew. <laughs> I didn't know that. I've, I've learned these wonderful Oof. little micro yeah. abrasions. That sounds awful. It's, is it like getting glass? Is it like getting, um, oh, like fiberglass? Fiberglass. There we go. I was I, like, I feel like it must be like that. I did the absolute worst thing. We were, so we were on a location with no power, no running water or anything. So oh, I no. just poured a water bottle over it thinking that that oh, was Lord. a method. That was actually probably the, the worst Not, mistake. <laughs> I feel like this is creepier. This is like giving me more of a visceral reaction than any pitch we've had <laughs> on this show. I'm just I like, feel oh. like, well, I know I'm going to use this in a film sometime. Yeah. I'm going yeah, to pitch a horror movie. film where the bad guy like runs concrete over people's like palms and stuff. It's it's going to be great. I thought you were going to sit over their eyeballs, and I was going to be like, Danny. You got me. <laughs> oh, Danny. <laughs> I don't know why, but that sounds because awful. You're sick and and it's I, I am. We all know this. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Can We Save the Cat, a writer's room and entertainment podcast where three writers each pitch an idea, pick one to develop, and then turn it into either a movie or a TV show over the course of about half an hour. I am your host, Danny Hanks, writer and director, and joining me in the writer's room today is Tiffany Albright, writer, producer, director. Andrew Brandt, award-winning novelist. Welcome. Welcome back. Both of you have been here before. Yeah. Uh, not with each other no. yet, but uh, here you are meeting each other for the first time. The random um, Rolodex. Yeah, we're just all, we're throwing you in the deep end today. And we're just, for some reason, this is reminding me of dogfighting, but that's a really bad comp. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> this, I am just full of them today. Just full of really bad visceral reactions. We have the concrete <laughs> in the eyeballs. We have throwing people in a ring like dogfighting. I mean, I remember when I was in boarding school, there were some teenage boys who wanted to have like a beta fish fighting ring, <laughs> <laughs> which is like, oh, only in boarding school, you know? I think you could make that into like an after school program, like a <laughs> oh, beta, God. <laughs> beta fish fighting ring. Yeah. It's beta the BFF fights. club. Yeah. The beta fight fishing across America. Oh, dear God. I'm going to have to remember that for whenever I inevitably make a TV show about. If you're buying, if they're spending their money on fish food (laughs) and aquariums, they're not spending on drugs. Like, I think you could make this. I think we have a real nonprofit on our hands here. Is it okay for beta fish to fight? I'm sure PETA is not going to like this episode. (laughs) Sponsored by. (laughs) Sponsored by Al's fish farm. Yeah. Oh God. There was also uh, some guy in our high school decided to, we had pranks a lot, and he decided to uh, do a prank where he filled a kiddie pool with goldfish, like like real goldfish, not like the snack, and like put it in the dining hall. And then he had to rehome like 112 goldfish or something. <laughs> to the great toilet bowl. Why are teenage boys? Yeah, why? 
Why? Also, why can you buy just a giant bag of goldfish? Why is that a thing? It's a very strange thing. I remember being able to win them as a kid at like a little thing at my school. Oh, my goodness. I mean, they had the the tri-state fair here, which covers like Texas, New Mexico uh, and Oklahoma. You can still win fish. Yeah. What is wrong with people? This son (laughs) of a bitch is going to be dead by the time we get a turkey leg. Okay. Oh, yeah. Be dead in the next 10 minutes. Like, what is going on here? (laughs) Well, turkey legs and pitches. All right. Yes. Let's let's get right on into it. All right. I will I will unilaterally decide instead of having banter that since, Andrew, you were so excited about it, I'm going to let you go first this week. Okay. Here we go. I feel like this is the first time I've come on without a real solid idea in my head. However, um, okay, so this guy, uh, you find out that he's cheated on his wife. He's he's left kind of been kicked out and so his only place to go is back home and he moves in with his dad to kind of get back on his feet but his dad and this guy don't really get along and we kind of find it's like a family drama with the guy's like trying to get back on his feet I, I see him as like a college professor and he gets a job at the high school living back with his dad and so it's really this this dad and this son reconciling their relationship that's been strained over the last 20 years. And so they're kind of forced back together because of the son's bad choices, bad life choices. And we find out that the dad, the reason he does not like his son very much, the reason they butt heads is because the dad's own father was this like philandering alcoholic kind of guy. And so he sees these same genes in his own son. Uh, that, that he has shied away from his entire life. And so it's like nature versus nurture you know, genetic kind of thing, just like a family drama like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I totally see that. I totally see that. Reminds me a little bit of something that we did a while back, but it was like a daughter having to go cross country with her dad. Um, so, of course, very happy for a for a father son drama. Uh, all right, Tiffany, I'm throwing it to you because I don't want to go. <laughs> so. This is a curveball for me because it's not a horror pitch. Oh, dark comedy. Uh, feature oh. film about an aging celebrity uh, who finds out that she is the front runner in a celebrity Deadpool competition and becomes determined that she is going to outlive everybody else <laughs> on the list. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. So everybody's betting on who's going to die first. Yes. Oh, I just a real thing that happens. These are fascinating. Um, these groups, I watched a documentary not that long ago. Uh, that was super fun that I'm so ripping off. Okay. But like dark comedy could also be horror. It totally could be. Okay. So I'm like, I see some horror elements in there. (laughs) Yes. All right. Um, so I'll go ahead and go next. I was trying to think today, like, what is something really topical that we haven't really done? And the thing that came to mind is catfishing. And then I was like, okay, because I was trying to think of both of your strengths. Like, we got Andrew with the heavy drama. We got Tiffany with, like, the horror suspense. I was like, okay, how can we how can we hit these both out of the park and kind of swing in that direction? So I was thinking in the vein of, like, the Room, Misery, Hard Candy, uh, or Room. I don't know. The one with Brie Larson, not The, the Room. room. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
not not the bad one the the good one um but like room misery uh hard candy (laughs) (laughs) but i was thinking um like a suspense thriller where somebody is catfished where it like starts as a drama turns into a suspense thriller and i was like okay what is a person that is not usually catfished and i was thinking what if it was like a mother quote-unquote mother catfishing like her daughter that she gave up but it's not really her daughter but set it in like the 90s when the internet is really new so you have like this teenage daughter who's looking for her mom who gave her up for adoption years ago she finds her mom but plot twist it's not her mom um so fun and you could have them have like a family vacation or something i don't know that was what came to mind um okay so let's go ahead and go in reverse order wait no you uh, yeah. yeah i'll go first i'll go first that's that's what reverse order means i did not know that celebrity deadpool dead dead poles dead no deadpool like the like the, like the superhero deadpool That's where his it's name like horse from. racing but for celebrities um right. i did not realize that that was a thing so i'm gonna vote for that because i feel like you could have this like i'm thinking like really badass betty white going in to just murder a bunch of people um <laughs> and i i dig it you know i feel like a lot of it is going to be character comedy and who we pick but like i would love to see like Morgan Freeman Freeman versus Betty White versus yeah. freaking I don't know <laughs> John Travolta who knows throw them all in there so yeah that's my that's my vote I love that you jump straight to she's gonna murder people <laughs> <laughs> was that I mean let's be real I know you Tiffany was that not the implication of the pitch because I'm pretty sure that was the implication of the pitch no she's definitely just gonna like eat broccoli and stuff I don't know <laughs> yeah she's like Elizabeth Warren you know you just don't wash your face. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so me next. Uh, yes. See, I know. Well, th- so this is the thing that I haven't gotten to do, uh, which is uh, ex- explore the side of me that actually really does like uh, a drama. <laughs> so it's hard to pick between these two because I actually really like them both. But I know. But my genre leanings, I'm gonna say Danny's because I I like that it's the reverse of another doc that I saw that was so messed up and fascinating about the kid who pretends to be the long lost kid. But I, I sort of love the idea of that from the other side. Um, And as a parent, I'm like, yeah, that's all kinds of fucked up. So that'd be fun. So I vote Danny's. All right, Andrew, bring us home. I uh, was immediately sold on parent catfish. I think you could do a really suspenseful, uh, like mommy dearest, um, yes. really creepy, almost horror movie, uh, and really playing with emotions there of playing with 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 a kid, you know, really wanting to find love and find that acceptance in their parent, and it just goes straight downhill. So I'm going for uh for mommy catfish. All right, let's let's jump into this sick and twisted child of my mind. Apparently. Um, <laughs> Literally, I was like, what's the worst possible catfish? Oh, yeah. But, like, make it like a teenage daughter in the (laughs) 90s. It's basically all, like, all parents' nightmares come true from the 90s. So, yeah, I guess to sort of talk a little bit more about what I originally thought, I put 90s because I was like, 
then she's not going to be whoever the kid is. I was imagining a daughter. Um, She's not going to be super great at the internet or like even if she is the internet isn't that great so it can't be she can't really be a mastermind with that stuff and I guess my the big question for me is why is this older woman catfishing this teenage girl um yeah late 90s early 2000s infancy of the internet so we're not even dealing with like social media yet either so, yeah, I mean, you could set it a little bit later, but I was just trying to think of like, because I don't think you could do it today because I think there would be too much. It would no, be a little it. too gone girl. Like she would be a little too good at being evasive on the Internet. No, I, I love it because you could play around with like GeoCities message boards of. I was absolutely thinking, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm 35. <laughs> Oops, guys, I picked <laughs> the wrong time period. I'll show myself out now. Uh, yeah, I mean, before before social media, I mean, there were it was it was message boards and you would find different topics. And so, I mean, you could go on like the girl, like finding out she's adopted and wanting to find her biological parents. So she, she goes to a, a message board for, you know, people who are looking for lost family yeah. members or biological family members. But yeah, what is the motivation of the mom? Why is she catfishing? And why is she trying to catfish a teenage girl into thinking she's her mom? Yeah. So when you said message board, like the first thing that comes to mind is I'm like, is this going to end with her leading this girl into the basement that's just full of children? Oh. Yes, because it's a, like <laughs> it's a serial thing or if she's right. Is it a one off or is it a serial thing? Oh, man, that is creepy as hell. Right. And then like, I don't know, the last no, third of the movie like is a, like all the kids trying to get out. Yeah. I mean, where it's <laughs> it's going downhill and we uh, you, you have the dramatic uh, tension element of we know that, that shit is not copacetic. Yeah. But the daughter, the girl just wants to believe so hard that this is her biological mother. Yeah. And then when we get that that climax, that plot climax of she's led into this dungeon and there's like a dozen girls down there all of them 15 years old you know all of the blonde hair or whatever like they all look alike yes i think i think her like justification has to be it has to be something like she lost a child or like her sister died when she was young so like either she lost a child and now she's collecting children that would look like what she thinks her older her child would look like older um and then over time like as she's talking about the birth and everything we realize that things aren't starting to line up um and she maybe convinces her to come to she's like oh you know i own a ranch and convinces her and her parents to have like let them have like a family vacation to this ranch that's in the middle of nowhere but like that's where there's this basement full of children yes that is creepy. Uh, I mean, and and really believable too. I'm, um, you know. Oh, what if? What if it's like she she collects a different child on every birthday? That's the age that her daughter is supposed to be. <laughs> oh, I love that. Although at that point they would all be the same age, right? Yep. I have to like think about that math wise. Like if she got an eight year old daughter when her daughter was supposed to be eight, but now she's collecting like a 15 year old, mm-hmm. that would be seven years later. So they would all be 15. They would all so be they're... 15. And okay, so they'd so... all be like in how long have you been here? Three years. I've been here for eight. You know, like I don't know how long. Well, and you also have the element of like 
do they all make it? Or if she is trying to fulfill this, this like need for this child, right? Like they're not all going to work out, right? Like my daughter would never do yeah. that. What does she do with that? Oh yeah. yeah. And, and she's like really murderous. Like if, you know, trying to dress them up the way she wants them to be yeah, dressed. I would love they- if it was more than just like, you know, randomly I found this girl, but like there was something in her that like, my daughter would have been like, like she loved cooking or horses or like whatever it is, right? That there's something specific yeah. about the character who gets taken. I guess also have either of you seen um, American Horror Story Freak Show? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the scene where Ma Petit gets like drowned in the vat of formalin, formaldehyde? Like I almost see that element of like when they turn out to not be the perfect child, she like fixes them forever. So she does have like children of different Ooh. ages that are just down there in these like giant jars. Well, yeah. Like way better than a photo album. Yeah. <laughs> I like Man. to, uh, I like to keep her or maybe that's part of her like yearly ritual is like she collects them a few days before the birthday. And then like on the day of the birthday, she needs to kill like she needs to kill the 14 year old so that the 14 year old is forever 14 and the 15 year old is going to be the gar- the girl at age 15. That's fascinating. So in that case, she'd actually only overlap with one, right? Right. Like and that's like case, a week early to get ready. Right. And then it's the two of them that have to like sort of figure out how the heck do we get out of here? Yeah. Oof. Did she kill her original child? I wonder. Or was it like Ooh, a freak that's a accident question. that drove her crazy? Uh, I, I don't think I don't think she would have killed the original child, but like a a tragic. I mean, it reminds me of of the scene in in Pet Cemetery where mm. yes, um, Lewis would do anything to get that baby back. Yeah, and and so I mean, just a tragic accident, something like that, and mm-hmm. you know, just wanting that daughter. Oh man. I don't know. I, you know, I've got a baby daughter. I'm sure you know. And I'm I'm getting the creeps here. <laughs> I mean, if we wanted to go with that same motif, you could have it be so that the daughter drowned in a bathtub or something. And that goes with the whole drowning motif. That's why she wants to keep them that way. I mean, I guess, does she have the original daughter? Oh, Is yeah. this woman, like, off the grid? And so, like, she didn't really register her kid or like nobody knows that her kid died because she's just continuing to take these girls around. I, you, you think about, uh, was it Elizabeth smart and how long she was gone? Yeah. You know, and, and multiple disappearances like that that are never solved. I mean, yeah, it's very, yeah. I don't even think it necessarily has very to be plausible the grid. Yeah. Just like it was a young kid, right? Like hadn't reached its first birthday yet or even not like what, not in public schools yet, right? Like it's right. easy to like lose a kid <laughs> in right. in that way if like you're not you don't have a social network of people who are going to connect with you. So definitely a loner. But like yeah. if it just happened at home, she's never told anybody, right? Like the the guilt and the shame of that. Oof. I can see yeah. where connect with. <laughs> and just she found a kid to like replace. Oh, that's so creepy. Okay. To get us a little bit back on track, are we thinking TV or movie? Because I feel like it could go either way. It just depends on how how much there is there and if there's any sort of like overarching B plot that we want to look into that's like the police officers trying to find her or anything. Yeah. I, I see this as a as a movie, as a mm. hundred and hundred and ten minute movie. I think you can get yeah. this done in right under two hours. 
yeah, I can really get on board with that. Okay, cool. So yeah, let's go the movie route. Um, I feel like if it were to be a TV show, it would have to have, there would have to be more, which I'm sure with the 90s, we could stretch it and just make it like a, I don't know, more about the internet, more more fluff. I'm thinking what comes to mind immediately since I watched it recently is Fear Street and how that's like three movies. Okay, so we seem to have found that character. Do we think most of the movie is like how so room for example kind of part of the movie is in that room and then part of the movie is them dealing with the escape how much of the movie do we think is the build-up of their relationship and how much of it is her and this other teenager trying to escape yeah um because it almost seems like two different movies like we're not going with a super traditional structure we're like like room we're like ripping it in half yeah um i mean your first really 30 minutes of the film here, you're looking at um, motivation of looking for a, uh, a biological mother. You're mm-hmm. looking at, uh, you're following this teenage girl who uh, is, is playing around with this recently new thing called the internet. And she's realized that there are entire message boards of people online um, looking for lost siblings or lost family yeah. members like that. Yeah. So I mean, your first 30, 40 minutes are, are learning about each other and and the mother character knowing exactly what she needs to do to catfish this girl. Oh my gosh, yeah, you know, you're born in Poughkeepsie. Yeah, yeah, yeah Poughkeepsie, absolutely, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And lures her in to the, to the ranch. Oh, man. Yeah, so when you get like 45 minutes in, 50 minutes in, you get to that ranch and yeah. you start seeing, like like I said, it a, a spiral of weirdness but the the girl, the teenager, just wants to believe so hard. Mm-hmm. This is her biological mother that when you get to that point in the cellar or the basement or whatever it is, at that hour, 15-minute mark, and it basically blows open, this entire thing is a ruse. And not only is it a ruse, but this is something this lady has been doing right. several times. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. So what is... I guess the next thing to figure out would be what is the, you know, because all, all horror movies are super, we have all of the themes and the, they're all metaphors for everything. And the Babadook is depression and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. What is our, so our teenage girl, she's like looking, you know, looking for home, looking for family. But what is she like? Why? Why is she suddenly looking for her mom? Or is it she's been looking for her mom for her entire life? But now the internet has given her a new opportunity. Why is she so dead set on finding it? I mean, I feel like another thing that might be interesting just because I've been watching a lot of Korean drama and horror recently, there is this um, underappreciation for Korean cinema that now everybody's like, oh my God, now it's so good. We have Squid Game and we have Parasite. It's never been like this. And it's like, no, Korean cinema's been there this entire time. Um, so that just reminds me of like, there could be a, a especially in the 90s, some racial motivation to to find, like if she's Korean, you know, to find like her mother or her father. And that could be one of the things that maybe is a tipping point where, you know, she's Korean, but this mother is white. And she's like, oh, well, your dad was Korean. Some sort of weird play there. 
yeah. might be interesting. I mean, you could deal with, you could go with a, a whole lot of things um, that, you know, racially motivated kind of thing, genetic disease. Uh, oh, she yeah. Learns that she has a genetic disease and wants to know more about it and her, you know, kind of open up, you know, how long is this run through my family and uh, how is it going to affect my own kids and that kind of thing. Mental health, you know, just even a sense of belonging of, of yeah. having uh, maybe a, a BPD or a depression or something. And, and the internet opens up this entire world of other people like that. And so you're just wanting to belong and, and have that family connection there. I mean, you, you could, you could really take it a, a couple different ways. There is. I like that because it's it, this idea, right. That they're, they're both sort of searching for something that they're missing. I also think that there's this, this element of fantasy, right? This girl telling herself what it's going to be like when she finally meets her birth mm -hmm. mom and it's going to be so different, right? Which must mean better than what she's got. And, and this mom who has this fantasy that she can't let go of, of what it would be like to have her child still. So concept to throw a wrench in everything. What if, what if the girl was pregnant and so she wants to basically like ask, she wants to figure out what the experience was of giving up a child. Mm -hmm. And so she wants to find her mom and that further complicates things because now like the mom wants the child, the not you, mom wants the child. That's it. You've solved it. That's it. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> the look on Tiffany's face. Yeah. yeah. Oh so, man. Oh my that's, God. I mean, and that's the motivation for the catfish is she's pregnant yeah. and uh, oh man. So in that case, do we think she's been doing it all along or do we think that this is her first, her first rodeo? No, I think she does it all along and she's lost like for, for whatever reason, like you said, I mean, she's so unhinged that it's like, if one of these girls tries to get away, my, my daughter wouldn't do that. And she's right. killing yeah, In that case. Yeah. I like that a lot more than this idea of like looking at where it's like this sort of ritualized thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's much more like, she's just like, she goes off the rails, right? Yep. She goes, yeah. <laughs> Very, uh, there's an episode of Law and Order that it really reminds me of where it's this guy who's like in love with this girl and he's like, Anna would never say that. Anna would never do that. So it is that, that vibe. Yeah. Uh, swim like, fan. My daughter would never. The old oh, movie yeah. Swim Fan. Did you ever watch that? No, I never saw it. No. It was like a crazy girlfriend kind of story, but same thing. I mean, she's just so obsessed with this kind of guy that looks like this that she will glom on to any guy who looks like it and, but you must meet this, the, right. the rest of the fantasy. Like you must fulfill yeah. this perfect idea. Yeah. So the other thing, okay. So continuing off of that, this is turning into a very different movie. Um, but you could play with the idea that early on, this girl disappoints the quote unquote mother, but the mother's like, I need to keep you because you're going to have like my granddaughter or you're going to have my baby. Uh, yeah, basically, she can't get rid of her this time, and she can't get rid of her this time. Yeah, yeah. This is a lot of of material. Let's back it up okay. and let's figure out where we are, how these people meet. Like, are we in a big city? Or are we in a small town? I said ranch. That she takes her to a ranch. It doesn't have to be a ranch, yeah. but that seems I mean, middle of very, nowhere. Yeah, very middle of nowhere. Plausible um, for that kind of thing to happen. So I think. You know, and then you play too with the girl is from a big city. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, she's from a big city, and so she's 
that's kind of, of she element. has more access to the internet and whatever, but it does mean that when she goes into onto the ranch that she's out of her element. So okay, so she's like, do we think she's like 17? 18? Yeah, 16, 17. Yeah, and I also wonder if it's not that she is adopted. I wonder if it's that she has a single dad mm. who and so she has just like a lack of supervision and that's sort of one of the the elements, right? So it's not even that like she's going to go missing or with her parents. I, I don't know. They feel like they'd be a complicating element at the ranch. Right. They also wouldn't let her go. But if she's just like, my dad doesn't care, right? Like I'm just gone. Okay. Yeah. Cause the, well, the thing that is interesting about that, that sort of adds a little bit of, if we did want to go the series route with it, a bit of a B plot of the dad working with police to like follow the trail and they're like, oh, we're looking at these records. She says that she's with her mom. And he like looks at photos and he's like, that's, I don't know that woman. Yeah. I have no idea who that is. So we could play that way. My other question, I know I keep jumping back and forth, but is she actually pregnant or is she lying about it so that the woman will keep her alive? I think she's actually pregnant. Okay. I mean, I think that, I think that gives you a good motivation of wanting to look for your uh, birth mother. Yeah. I like the idea that she also has a secret though right like i feel like yeah. this woman's gonna give her pregnancy test so like that will sort of solve itself but i wonder what she could be hiding like that she's playing her back at some point to stay alive yeah yeah because i mean we look at misery and it's the manuscript um what comes to mind is like maybe she has a miscarriage but also there might be there might be something more that we're missing. Okay, so let's let's go back to where we were. Teenage girl from a big city. Um, maybe she's 17. She has a single dad. The dad is probably like working two jobs, just isn't really there. Clearly, you know, loves her deeply, but isn't um yeah. so she's looking for acceptance. Yeah, she's looking for acceptance and love and yeah, and she's looking that, that for maternal, also that maternal how she bond. pregnant at 16. Right, right. I mean, like somebody who has been pregnant. At that same age, because her dad is not that much. Uh, her dad is like clearly had her when they were very young. Um, I'm assuming her dad also probably didn't talk about the mother a lot. And we don't know what happened to her. And the daughter doesn't know what happened to her. Um, yeah, so she sort of vague narrative that like she left or even like if he's really mean, like she didn't want you. But I did. But yeah. That's not actually like helpful to hear as a child. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other thing could be like he could be very vague about it be like she left but like this entire time he's been sugarcoating it and she died in some awful accident i mean we could find that out at the end right yeah the, yeah you're never I gonna find because like, that'll be an unanswered question right like where is the real mom <laughs> right right yeah. okay so she goes on these boards to find her mom and she's like specifically looking for i guess what would that message board be then Teen mothers, no. Teen, teen mothers, or I mean, just searching for, uh, searching for biological parents. Yeah. Are we are we dealing still with another live one in the basement, or, or we do we see like the after like she's killed multiple girls, and we we see that she's killed you know three or four, and it becomes 
uh, a fight to stay alive and do what this woman wants me to do to stay alive. It seems I lean towards that. Yeah, I think it seems to be leading towards the second one, especially now that we have the the teenage girl who's pregnant. It doesn't necessarily I don't know if we need the other character there. Got it. Um, I like it. And it's also like really isolating and kind of claustrophobic there, too. Yeah. Uh, When you're dealing with the two. I do really like the idea of like at some point in the movie and this has been done. I mean, it's very um, reminds me of the freaking pirates of the Caribbean, but there's like, she's put at some point in a barn and there's like a sheep and she has to like get the sheep to get the key for her or something like, like a really dumb animal for what, what originally came to mind was like a parrot, but I don't know why there would be a parrot on a ranch. Um, <laughs> but there would be donkeys and donkeys. Yeah. yeah and goats. Goats yeah. are very smart. Yep. Pigs are also very smart. Pigs. Pig. Yeah, it could be a pig. Oh. Oh, what if she what if she like didn't actually what if she doesn't keep the body, she feeds them to the pigs? Sure. <laughs> I mean and that's and that's why she like, has and that's why she has frozen bodies. Yeah, I was gonna say a freezer full of body parts to feed the pigs. Ooh. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but she keeps the teeth as a necklace because I think teeth are the only thing that pigs won't eat. Yep. Weird. That's weird. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the the beginning. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant. She's looking for community. She meets this woman on a message board. Does she keep it a secret from her dad? Yeah. Yes. It, yeah. Even if it's a secret by just like not not communicating with him at all. Secret right? by omission. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So she keeps it a secret from her dad. She doesn't. And maybe and maybe she's coached uh, by the. You know, you, your dad and I didn't get along. Well, you know? Yeah, like, grooming has totally got to be part of. Yeah, yeah, like definitely not tell. Point, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, she knows how to get these girls. So it's you know, right. Your dad, and I, your dad and I didn't really get along. You know, it it would upset him if he knew that we were talking. And okay, and all she's doing is playing off of what this girl is telling her. She's telling her all kinds of inappropriate personal information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. So do we think? So there's definitely a part of this. You know, being. 90s, early 2000s, there's a part of this that plays on Messenger, a la Hard Candy or um, any of those movies that have a Messenger element. And then they meet, I'm assuming they're they're going to meet in person, um, maybe in like the suburbs, like the outskirts of town. Or do we think that this woman is traveling to the big city to see her, to kind of like lower the threshold for difficulty? Because she's not going to take her to the ranch right away, right? Or is that like oh, I live so far away, it would be so much easier if you just came to visit me. I yeah, I mean... She needs to get away from something, right? Yeah, like the abusive boyfriend like, who knocked her up. Yeah, like maybe she's got like an immediate need to get away and and so she asks, right? Like she seems to put herself in the danger. Ah. Like, hey, can I come stay with you? I just need to get away for a couple of days. I also wonder if she hasn't told her about the pregnancy I also wonder if she hasn't told the dad either. Oh, and like maybe that's why she yeah. needs to get away. Oh, maybe she yeah. realizes that she's pregnant and she's like, I, I need to get out of the city for a few days. And so they've been talking for a while. Um, okay. So basically the beginning of this movie plays like almost like a teen drama uh, with this other character who's very supportive and we don't really see the creepiness. It's, it's giving me very big hard candy vibes. Um, yeah. 
And so then she's like, I need to get out of the city for a few days. You know, I need to get away from home. That's probably the scene right after she's taken this pregnancy test. And she's like, shit, like, I can't tell my dad. She throws it away in the dumpster behind her apartment because there's no way. Like, she has to hide everything. And then what does she tell her dad so that she can go see this person? And she's just like, oh, I'm going to stay. It's like a school trip. I don't know. How did kids in the 90s get out of the city for a few days? You like just steal some money and get on a bus. I wonder if she does even tell him. Yeah, that's a good question. Does she just not tell him? Just not tell him. And again, she's being groomed by this lady. Of, yeah. I can tell you're hurting. Why don't you come? You know, why don't you come see me for we can connect. And But yeah, because I think Danny's right that it's like he's caring. He would go after her if he knew where she yeah. was. Right. Okay. Yeah, I love that because... Okay, so then she goes to the ranch, which is probably like, I don't know, an hour away on a bus or something. It can't be too far. Um, It's a a four-hour bus ride. There we go. Four-hour bus ride. And what are our first, like, I guess now we can play with all of the horror elements. I almost want there to be originally just like a really positive relationship between the two of them. Like, it's going really well. It's going almost creepily well. Like, they vibe so well. Everything is very sweet. Mother, daughter, it's like really hunky dory. And then one thing is off. Like she says the wrong name for the dad or something. And, you know, the dad's name is Derek. And she says Alan. And she's like, oh, sorry. Alan was like my second husband or something. Yeah. I like this parallel. Like the threat to our teenager is that she's not going to live up to this woman's expectations. But yeah, her journey is realizing that this woman isn't is living up to her yeah expected yeah. at all and yeah, yeah she'll use all of those little things from their chats right like i bought your favorite snack food or i made your favorite meal and like it's yeah it's so nice until it suddenly isn't probably over a dinner table yeah that's exactly yeah <laughs> yeah okay so so then we get into the real the real thing where it's like she finds out right she clocks her and then tries to pretend that she didn't find out and like get out. But the woman knows that she found out is what I'm assuming. Like she, maybe she like finds the um, bad version would be, she goes into the garage, she opens up the freezer. There's a dead body in the freezer. She hears the mom at the door being like, did he need help finding anything in there? And she's like, no, I just, and she comes back with like a bunch of sodas. She's like, Oh, I, you know, I just couldn't find the light switch, but it's clear that like, she has been changed and the mother at first is like oh no it's like fine but then she's like oh i know you found you found you know your sister or whatever um i know you found your sister don't worry she won't be there much longer um yikes (laughs) um you know she wasn't really your sister anyway she wasn't good enough yeah um and then we get into the real messed up section and when and how does she tell this woman that she's pregnant? I think it might be that sort of Hail Mary. Yeah. Like, Please don't hurt me. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she, okay. So we get a little bit of the horror of her, like trying to basically conceal the pregnancy. Right. Cause while the should know the audience right. should know at some point that she's pregnant and also yeah. know this woman doesn't know that. Yeah. yeah. And I think like shame teen pregnancies. Yeah. 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 And I don't think that she would tell this woman anyway. Like that's if I'm a teenager and I just got kidnapped, that's the last thing on my mind. 
Um, so she she's trying to live up to this woman's expectations. Like, I don't know. We could go in some really weird directions with this. The thing that comes to mind is, oh my God. I like um, I like the idea that the the mom is like trying to dress her specific in specific ways and like like you see like little things like like very controlling things yeah, like it's that. for you it's so nice but it's not right yeah <laughs> and like testing her too mm-hmm. um like oh you know what's your favorite color or whatever um mm-hmm. so that this mother is like testing are you sure it's not green yeah <laughs> what comes to mind is i think this was also american horror story where it, it definitely is they make her a doll. They like drug her and put her at like a tea table and like make her a doll. Like you could definitely have a scene where she's just like super drugged up at this table, like having dinner. And yeah. maybe even maybe even somebody like comes to the door, but she can't do anything because she's And the mom is feeding her baby food. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could get really creepy with it. Yeah. And like somebody comes to the door and she's like, Oh no, we're just having like a, a nice night. You know, thanks for dropping off. I don't know, maybe it's a delivery man. Thanks for dropping off the milk. I don't know. Do they still have milk delivered in the nineties? No, but it's, you know, <laughs> uh, drop uh, hey, brought your brought the hay for the barn. Yeah, there we go. Good. You know. I know. So this is I sometimes hate to play on this trope, but it, it did come to mind. So I'm going to throw it out there at least. It, another potential point of conflict, right? Like if this woman is refusing to accept the reality of who this girl is, right? Like, mm-hmm. no, my favorite color is red. And no, I don't like macaroni and cheese, right? Like if in that scene, if the, if like food becomes a big sort of communion activity for the two of them, because that's what the mom wants. If there's like an allergy involved and there's like a literal like life-threatening you are not listening to me or or something else right like some other like literal physical like I can't do the thing you're asking me to do yeah endangering me and she's just like not hearing it right yeah because one version of it could be like she's deathly allergic to peanuts and she's like I made your favorite peanut butter pie and no. she's like, I, I can't. And she's about to like force feed her this peanut butter pie. And then she's like, it'll hurt the baby. And and then the mom, oh, you can have the weirdness of the mom justifying it where she's like, oh, yeah, you know, peanut butter allergies can develop later in life. <laughs> and just completely now that there's a baby involved, it's like this very strange acceptance. Like she's pushed to accept these differences over time. And it goes I think the the daughter can start to push on that, mm-hmm. but then at some point the mother is going to to turn and instead of being like you are my daughter having my granddaughter, it's going to be like I just need you to keep I just need to keep you around to have my real baby. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's where I saw it going. And that's going to be the perfect yep. child for real. Yeah. yeah, because she can start young. Yeah, you know it'll be it'll be starting over this time. So then I think we have like some, especially when we get the point of. She is, she's turned, she's only keeping this kid around, this daughter around in order to have her real baby, um, that we get some sort of like tearful monologue, whatever, about like how this kid actually died or the daughter puts it together from context clues, which I think like drowning is like a good one, but something like the mother of like, you're going to have my real baby and um, I know how to give them a bath this time. Like I know how to. I've been studying. I know how to, it only took me three tries, you know, and we learned that those bodies are also in the freezer or something. Um, (laughs) But then my last few questions are, 
How does she get out if she does? Um, how does it end? And do we follow? Is there a B plot that is outside the ranch that we're following, like the dad looking for her? Yeah, I mean, if you if you want to have the B plot of the dad looking for her, you know, calls the police, calls the detectives. Again, I mean, we're lo- dealing with the infancy of the internet, and so it's you know. He gets on her computer. He looks at her search history. He finds yeah. the the log, the message logs between these two people. He sees like um, he's able to put all the keys together. Um, see when she when she left, what bus she took, where she went, that kind of thing. And I feel like it's the type of thing too where he probably goes to the police and they don't care. He like goes to them and they're like, "She's eighteen and she left of her own volition," and like she just, I mean, kids do that. You know, they're yeah. kind of like you have to deal with it. So he ends up having to do it by himself, kind of like um, in Get Out, where yeah. they try to go to the police and then he's just ends up in the police cruiser at the end of the day. Um, You're going to have the, the hard, hard inner city police officer. Hey, kids go missing every day. Yeah. You know, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. OK, so how does it end? How does she get out? And does it have anything to do with like the dad coming to save her um, or is it just her using like Again, she's looking for acceptance and that's why right. she's reaching out to this lady. And so it's, it's understanding that the dad came and got her and came and rescued her because mm-hmm. of that love and that connection that they have. And, and her, I mean, that, that could be the theme of understanding that parents are not perfect, but you know, this dad will do anything for his daughter and, and comes and rescues her. Yeah, it's like that's the family that she was looking for the then, entire time. And then the ending scene is is him and her and baby, and he like pulls out an old box of pictures, and he's like, "This was yeah." Your mother. Let me tell you about your mother. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. I feel like what I the last thing that I want to really get into, just because I am like this is so so interested in this is we have everything up until that final sequence of like, how does she get out? And I guess if there's any way that we can stitch together, because I don't think that it's just like the dad shows up at the door and it's all over, right? Mm -hmm. It has to be something of like, she escapes in the night or, you know, because the dad will know about the bus, but if she was going to be picked up at the bus station by this lady, she has to get back to like the bus station. Mm-hmm. So she escapes from the basement because she gets the sheep to give her the key and she sneaks out while this woman is asleep and then has to go to the basement. But the woman wakes up and is chasing her in a car. Like, I don't know what are, these are all little things that we can figure out in the writer's room, but I'm wondering if there's a big moment, um, that's sticking out to anybody of like a confrontation or this final, this final beat for our climax. Oh, the lady tries to cut the baby out. Oh God. Oh God. Like she's and, and so that's your confrontation and, and the girl wrestles, wrestles away is able to get away. And yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to is like the mom or the, the mom character is, She's ready to cut the baby, like because she is, she has no use for the for the daughter anymore because she's not what she expected. She's not yes. following her expectations, and she's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise this baby. It's be the perfect baby. I don't need you. I need the baby." And so let's just go ahead and okay get concept. Because what if she is already getting away, and we think she's gonna get away, and then the woman catches her, and that's when she's like, "I'm going to cut this baby out of you." 
Um, and then, because I was trying to think of like, how do we bring back the drowning? Maybe it's something in the very beginning that like the dad gave the daughter that's like a tool. I- I'm thinking of those tools that you use to break the um, window of your car oh, yeah. if, you, mm-hmm. if you drive into a lake or whatever. Mm-hmm. And bad version would be this woman is trying to cut the baby out of her in the car that she's come to like fetch her in. And she instead, like the dad, you know, cause they grew up in the city. The dad has just taught her how to drive a car and given her this tool as like her 18th birthday present. Um, and she drives the car into the lake and like breaks, like breaks herself out. Um, or something like that. Like, I feel like there, there needs to be, I feel like this woman needs to die, you know, and the I mean? lady drowns. Yeah. And the, the lady car. drowns. And then it's, and then she like gets there and, um, she flags a car down. That's like coming the opposite way. And it's her dad. Who's been looking for her. Bam. Movie sold. I, like I think we found it. <laughs> we found send it, it. Send it to bloom house. We're done. Oh, getting the baby cut out at the end was really, uh, really the kicker. Yeah. Well, I guess if they'd cut it out, it wouldn't be kicking her anymore. (laughs) You're you're terrible. I'm going to show myself out now. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to step away and write our log line real quick. Uh, These two lovely people will come up with a title for me while I'm away. And we'll be back in just a minute. Hey, everyone. Just a quick reminder, as always, that these podcasts are for entertainment purposes only. These ideas are fresh, new, and sometimes submitted by you. Anything said is not meant to infringe on the copyright of any existing work of art, and everything is thought of during this show without any previous influence. If it sounds like something you've already seen or heard, what can I say? That's Hollywood, all out of fresh ideas. Thanks, and enjoy. And we're back. I will uh, put forth the log line and we will decide whether or not we want to save or scratch it. Danny, are you ready for a log line? Why, yes, I am. Here we go. The Mommy is a dramatic thriller. When a pregnant teen goes to meet her birth mother, IRL, she finds out that people aren't always who they say they are on the internet. All right, let's start with you, Andrew. I saved the hell out of it. It's creepy. <laughs> yeah. It's got all those, you know, that, that M night Shyamalan movie a few years ago, uh, the grandparents or whatever it was. I mean, it's got that kind of vibe. Oh, the visit. Yeah. The visit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah. All right. Tiffany. Absolutely. Save it. I want to watch it. I want to write it. Maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I save it too. Um, wow, this is not what I was expecting, but like really great direction. I think we we brought it into, and hey, we brought catfishing to a whole other level. Uh, this is truly very intense. So that's that's three saves for our suspense thriller drama horror, The Mommy, uh, coming to you in a theater soon next year. Um, all right. Speaking of what's in theaters nowadays. I'll go ahead and start off what are we watching with the first movie that I've seen in theaters since coronavirus, Dune, which I highly recommend you see it in theaters. I loved it. It was great. Um, As far as movie to book adaptations, they did a pretty good job of it. Um, 
There were a few little things that I was like, these should be addressed that I hope they will be addressed in uh, the second movie. A like main things being what a Mentat is and uh, you give your water to the dead. Those are two things that I'm hoping will happen in the next movie, but we'll see. So yeah, that's what I've been watching. Dune. Tiffany, how about you? Excellent. I uh, took a moment to watch No One Gets Out Alive on Netflix. What is that? Uh, It is a haunted house film, uh, but it's got one of the best recent uh, reasons for why they can't leave the house, uh, which is that the protagonist is an immigrant in a really precarious situation staying at this boarding house. Uh, and and they do a really good job of creating no other options for her. Uh, it was good fun uh, from a first time feature director. So as a debut feature, also really, uh, really pretty strong. Uh, excited to see more things from that director. Very cool. Andrew? Uh, we watched Midnight Mass on Netflix. Yes, yes. I saw it this week too. Uh, absolutely loved it. I mean, creepy, um, great direction. And uh and, and and all kinds. I mean, I grew up Catholic, so all kinds of yes. Catholic imagery that, yeah, loved it. Very well done. My only yep. gripes with his his stuff is I'm like, when we get to the 17th monologue of the season. Yeah. The soliloquies. Like, Come yeah. on, guys. <laughs> Speed it up. Get through <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah. otherwise, very cool. And, and a very interesting take on uh, vampires. Yes. Which is awesome. All right. Well, that is Midnight Mass, No One Gets Out Alive, and Dune. And like I said, three saves for Thamani. Well, Tiffany and Andrew, it has been wonderful breaking story with you this evening. And uh, we will see you again very soon. Yes. Um, you can find me at official Danny Hanks on Instagram or at Danny underscore Hanks on Twitter. And you can find the podcast at Can We Save Pod on all platforms. You can find me at Tiffany.a.albright on Instagram uh, and just search Tiffany Albright on Twitter. I'm there, but it's a weird spelling. I'm on all the social networks at Writer Brandt. That's W-R-I-T-E-R Brandt. And uh, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of them. All right. Thank you all for listening. And we will be in your ears next week with another set of ideas. Why am I so weird today? <laughs> I mean, today? we started <laughs> fair, fair. What did we start with? That was weird. I don't even remember. Concrete in the eyes. Concre- concrete. Oh yeah. We started with concrete, concrete in, the in the eyes. Now we're talking about podcasts in your ears. Well, that sounds a lot more pleasant. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We will be back with you next week. Uh, Rate, give us five stars if you can. Follow us on all social media platforms at Can We Save Pod. Thank you so much for listening. We love you as our audience, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>